0: and welcome to tinfoil hat today's episode is brought to you by simple contacts right simple contacts is a convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription and reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere in minutes it's visionary vision care simplified renew your prescription and reorder your brand of contacts contacts from anywhere in minutes no matter no more doctor's offices or waiting rooms the vision test is a self-guided and it only takes five minutes think of how much time you can save compared to Compared to making an appointment, going to the doctor's office, and hanging out in the waiting room, and taking time off. It's designed by doctors and licensed ophthalmologists, right? Did I nail that? Review every test carefully to make sure your eyes look healthy and that your vision hasn't changed. Simple Contacts offers all the brands of lenses you are familiar with, including options for uh, all different kind of eye problems, colored contacts, and more. Simple contact, customer support, ensures every customer is 100% satisfied. You get get text updates on your order, and you can ask questions or reorder at any time through text. Wow, fun Mm -hmm. and festive. I'm thinking about getting contacts because my glasses make me look like an old man. I want to look like a young Christian warrior with the ladies. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to stare at the sun until I need contacts. Yeah, I, I respect that. So, guys, this is great. The vision test is only $20 compared to the annual appointment, which without insurance could cost you over $200. Come on, man. The contact lens prices are unbeatable. Standard shipping is free. And the best of all, we're offering this promo to our listeners here at Tinfoil Hat. You mad hatters, you crazy people. So go, you hit the uh, URL, which is simplecontext.com backslash tinfoil, okay? Or go to simplecontext.com and use the promo code tinfoil at the checkout. $30 off your order only for you guys because we love you. Because you guys are the truth seekers, and when you're looking for truth, you better have good vision, okay? And in the zombie apocalypse, what happens if you lose your glasses? What's well, going to happen? You're not going to be LC, but the contacts, you don't have to worry about that, because you'll be moving and grooving, and you'll be looking like a young Christian warrior who's here to make love to the ladies, okay, because you don't have glasses on. So check out our good friends at Simple Contacts you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms on twitter at tinfoil
1: hat cast on instagram at tinfoil hat pod or all comedy t-shirts.com email us at tinfoil hat pod at gmail.com tinfoil hat. Tin hat hey man where's hey
0: the man. truth there dog tinfoil hat oh what the fuck are you guys even talking about are you ready to get
1: your mind blown
0: Yeah, welcome, and thank you guys for uh, tuning in to the last episode, the Big 100. It was a smashing success, but now we're on to our next 100 episodes. We are growing more and more. Ah, uh, this Tim foil hat—you know who we are. You know what we're here to do. Join me, is off. As always, is
1: Off The Grid. How are you? Loving, living, learning. Okay, yes. And why don't you introduce our next guest? It's probably one of my favorite guests, a three-peat. He might be just the most guest that we've ever had. No, I think it's Eddie Bravo. Mm -hmm. This might be the most educated guest we've had back okay, that's so here true. we go Eddie
0: Bravo's educated just a different kind of Eddie
1: trying to get me in trouble with Eddie Bravo
0: No I'm trying not to get you in trouble Eddie Bravo that's why I'm trying to Eddie I can
1: outrun you Okay that's I, all I I, I, say, I'm man. not sure about but that But you know so please welcome To the Tinfoil Hat Podcast, Mr. Jason Louve, everybody.
2: Yes, everybody, our favorite warlock. (laughs) What's up? (laughs) How are you, dude? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's great. I feel like I'm kind of coming home here because I've been doing nonstop promotions on a billion podcast after I was here last, so it's like, ah, you know, full circle. The return of the prodigal Do you consider this home court? Uh, Yes, I think so. Woo! Nice. A a home court.
0: Take that, Duncan. A home court. Now, let me ask you something. Um... How's the book going how How are the reviews uh, reviews is the are army great. growing? What's going on? Talk to us.
2: Uh, so the book is already in its fourth printing. I think last time I was on, <laughs> I was saying the first printing was about to sell out, yeah. so it's already on its fourth printing. It's gone it's gotten huge, gotten great reviews, lots of great reviews from the readers. That's what matters. People are already saying I'm a deep state MK Ultra agent. Well,
0: welcome. Uh, are, you are you uh, a yes, gay actually, Jew chill? Yes,
2: actually. Last night, somebody accused me of probably being a Jew. So okay. I'm like, You made it. You
0: are in, dude. That's a sign you've made it They're when you are that. a gay Jew chill. That's
2: That was it. They said I was deep state, that I promoted uh, bestiality, and that I was probably a Jew. I was like, that's a really weird that's comment. That's a weird combo. <laughs> yep, it's a really weird comment. You
0: haven't made it until you've been accused of that. Now you're in, dude. And to the victor goes
2: the spoils That's the real Illuminati
0: So the book's going well Can One more time, tell them about the book And all the amazing stuff Because it is a pretty incredible story
2: So yeah, the book is about John Dee Who is the court astrologer of Queen Elizabeth I And is the person responsible for modernizing science Or excuse me, laying the groundwork for science Creating the British Empire And also talked to angels for ten years Who told them how to bring about the end of the world
0: Oh, fun
2: festive. Yeah, it's a good combo.
0: These people love bringing the end of the world. Right, Aaron? Yeah. That's when they got rid of the McRib sandwich. That's how Aaron felt. It was the end of the world. Am I right, buddy? How's those Fritos going as you're getting all that fucking red dust all over our equipment here at All Things Comedy? So what are we here to talk about? I, I it was I was pretty excited when you told me what we were going to talk well, about. Well, you know what's
1: so funny? Um uh- <clears throat> What just started last week was what we talked about last time, and there's a show that came out about Jack Parsons called Strange Angel, and it's so interesting how the occult and paranormal and esoteric mm-hmm. secret... How do they depict him? Is,
0: yeah. he, uh, is he just a guy who just wants to make the world a better place?
1: Well, I haven't watched it yet, but I ran into, just around the corner from here, is a place called uh, The Crooked Path, and it is an apothecary, and it's also like a, uh, an occult store. I walked in randomly. Did they say, Ryan, we've been expecting you? <laughs> no, but he was a cool dude. And uh, randomly I mentioned, uh, I was like, hey, uh, have you ever heard of Jason Louvre? And he's like, he's actually coming up in the game was the term that he's used. Oh, <laughs> look at
2: are you. on the crooked path. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that I have the, the accolades of somebody, uh, an, an apothecary. Congratulations, that's been, that's dude.
0: And right there around the, the corner. The warlocks and witches are talking about you, dude.
1: Oh, yeah, Buzz is
0: it, out there. <laughs>
1: So it's awesome, yeah. And congratulations. Definitely. So it's crazy to think that people like us used to just talk about this in the shadows, and now it's in the forefront. It's on CBS. you You have one of my favorite quotes on the show where you said that the internet has allowed us to
0: get the knowledge of the elites, and I always think about, like, how, like, this is probably the time right now, unless they're so good at this game that they're playing, Like, they have to be scared shitless with all the truth out there. And it's, like, to me, very interesting. And when you said that, that always resonates with me, probably more than anything anyone's ever said in the show.
2: Well, it's crazy. I mean, I walked outside my front door the other day, about two weeks ago, and the city bus went by. And on the side, it had a picture of Jack Parsons, and it said, Sex Magic rocket science I'm like what dimension am I living in what timeline is this (laughs) I saw it again in Beverly Hills the other day I was driving back from doing Sean Stone's show there the bus goes again it's like what what literally what is going on but everyone wants to know about this all of a sudden and it it makes perfect sense to me because everything else has fallen apart the world is in a state of total chaos and turmoil and every other thing has just crumbled in front of our eyes like when thanos puts on the infinity gauntlet yeah so but magic is left standing for some reason so everyone is wants to know about that what is that maybe that could help me
0: maybe it's it's time to shine maybe yeah. organized religion is leaving people with more questions than answers and maybe magic is something that can fill that void.
2: Yeah, well, nice to see everyone. I've been out here for a couple decades around the campfire. Have a Come, come, sit, have a can of beans. Hey, dude. It's great out here.
0: I, I'm telling you, dude, I think it's better to hit later on in life than to hit early.
2: Yes. Are, are you saying it's later on in my life?
0: Saying? No, no, no. You're a young man. But I think of people like in comedy, like I have friends of mine like Joey Diaz, right? Joey's hit five years ago, right? Maybe five years ago, three, four years ago. I'd rather be hitting in my 50s Then hitting in my 20s and then I burn everything out and then, you know, I think it's better to hit when you can appreciate and focus on it than to hit wicked early. And and the point is, like, with Magic and with you and all this stuff, it's good to hit now than to hit a while ago and then it's just say.
2: Isn't that crazy though? Like for so I got like slightly well-known or somewhat well-known my known, my first book came out when I was 23 so I got Jeez. some buzz there and yeah I went through all those early 20 stages where it was like the ego and then the burnout and then the craziness and that seems to happen with people who get you know known early on they think they're special but no, they, no, no. they don't know yet. It, well, you know what it doesn't I see it happen
0: in comedy. It it doesn't – you don't get the ego fucked out of you. And I think it's very important to get that beaten out of you. That's right. That you're like, hey, man, you're not the, – the worst thing is people who think they're the chosen one. And that they have a – like within comedy, we always see where people like got it early and they, they have – A nasty ego and they mistake being like funny on stage for being like a black belt and ass whooping off stage (laughs) and they walk around like they'll beat everybody. I'm like, you've never been in a fight. You get punched in the face, you're going to start crying. You need to be thankful for (laughs) what you have right? instead of going around like you're a gift to all of us. Right,
2: right, right. Yeah. America is a capitalist society. You know, it's like it's not just about what you can do. It's about what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Either you serve people in a way that makes them happy or. Or not. And you know, when the people don't have this for you, then you know. Is the
0: energy you get back. That's right. And uh I
1: think it's very so you guys, what do you guys want to talk about today? I'm very excited. Well, so what I was saying, I, how the world the world works, I'm looking in there and the only picture that's framed on the wall is a picture of Alistair Crowley. And I was like, interesting. I'm gonna be talking about that today. And he was like, Oh yeah? And I was like, Yeah, I've got this little conspiracy podcast. That's how you came up and he was like, Wow, tell him I said uh He's doing good work. So, thank you. The occult world is uh, is proud you're doing it. So, uh, were there any hot chicks there? Uh, they came in to buy some sage, but I believe they were together.
2: You should just hang out there with your book,
1: okay? <laughs> <laughs> and just as the
0: ladies walk by, just let them know what you know.
2: Yeah, just flash the book around.
0: Yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with that. You
2: know that that time in <laughs> my life is. Uh, in the past,
0: the, I get that you're not chasing anymore. Yeah, you're you're yeah. just hanging. I'm,
2: I'm just hanging. I'm
0: I don't just, want you get you in life. trouble if you have a lady or anything. Yeah. like That That
1: does yeah. tend to happen in your thirties, like you said. You go through the spiritual uh, paint thinner in your twenties that strips away all
0: you that. You mean h-
2: huffing the paint thinner? Oh,
1: yeah. You know, uh, so. <laughs> with
0: Ryan, we're learning more and more about him every day.
1: Yeah, Sam thinks he's the resident drug guy. <laughs> he's have you ever, out. you ever
2: heard about the paint thinner elves? They're like the DMT elves, but you know, just a lot more, uh, you know, and, uh, abrasive <laughs> and solvent. Really? Yeah.
1: For huffing. Uh, the best thing to huff is gold or silver. Is that, what? Is that true? Yes, yes, 100%.
2: Wait, 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 wait. What happens when you huff gold or silver? It,
1: it's just higher metallic, a lot more. It, it gets coated to your lungs.
2: With gold and, and silver? Yeah,
1: and you have like... It's, it's more of like Anunnaki Please fantasy. do not do this. <laughs> Don't listen
0: to Ryan and his bad advice of huffing gold and silver so your lungs get... Like What are you, nuts? You don't say that, dude. It doesn't work for everyone. Is this
1: like It doesn't work for everybody. (laughs) Anyways. So, you know, we've talked about John D. and then last time you were here, we talked about Parsons. Well, I figure the unholy trinity, if you will, would have to involve the one and only Crowley.
2: The unholy Crowley. Mm
1: -hmm. Now,
0: now before we get into Crowley, uh, the Jack Parsons show, does it deal with any of the Satanism or is it like a hallmark version of this guy no, they, they, well it's like the
2: satanist hallmark version of it oh, like God. they made it really cheesy but they dial up all of the occult stuff so they change the story is it like it's- Charm uh do you remember the show charm with I'm uh charmed yeah charmed no I, I never saw it i know about it but
0: <laughs> it was so like cheat is like wb cheesy witches stuff <laughs> it's not quite that it's not quite
2: that level but it's a little soft is focused, it the
0: hunger yeah. game cheesy where everybody's yeah.
2: like cross-dressing military people uh that probably happens about three or four episodes yeah. <laughs> I'm We're only cool. on episode one
0: i was watching star trek the new the last one i'm like this isn't real Everybody, if whatever year this is, if it's in the future, everybody is a trans on the
1: Enterprise. It's like all cross-dressers. Kirk would be RuPaul. You know, as Father Day just passed not too long ago, I wanted to wish uh, the father of trans uh, happy Father's Day. So, Who, who's Ziggy, fa- wherever you are, I know you might be on Mars. I just wanted to say the one and only, Mr. Stardust, have fun. I respect
0: you. that. So Alistair Crowley, what a like it's very interesting. I would love to get Mark Marin on here cuz he's uh he's somewhat of a fan of his or a a fan of what kind of he's done, his his his
1: influence yeah. on everything cuz Mark's a definitely a rock and roll guy so he sees his fingerprint in on all. So where do you want to begin? Yeah, give it to us, Jason, because look at the, the
2: awesome thing about knowing you now, it's like we can just have a
1: conversation. And who knows yeah, yeah, more? Yeah. About Where do you Crowley? want to start off? Give it to us.
2: So Crowley, Aleister Crowley has got to be one of the most well-known and yet misunderstood figures in maybe history. You oh, know. OK. He is uh, well-known for advocating ceremonial magic as a way to, towards a path towards self-realization. Um, but, man, that guy, where do we even start with that, that guy? Crowley was incredibly intelligent, mm-hmm. um, kind of a sociopath, kind of fucked up. He's like one of these guys that's so intelligent that they're just writing above everyone else, and they kind of use it as an excuse to be cruel to people. Yeah. You know, they're so quick-witted that yeah. it just, you just can't get a word in. That's kind of the, kind of the deal with, with Crowley, I think. I call
0: that nerd comedy. <laughs> That seemed to be what we're going through. They're, they were uh, very
1: successful. Well, he smart. was very alpha, though. So
2: you know, he wasn't a nerd paper. then, right? At least on paper, he liked to portray himself that way. Although you know, like the, like Crowley. Okay, so Crowley was born rich. He was born into this rich family uh, that was wealthy from like beer making, beer or something like that. Um, had a really fucked up fundamentalist Christian childhood, which scarred him for life. And we
0: just, see that a lot. Like a lot of serial happens. killers have like crazy moms who are, like in the name of Jesus dress them like girls and sent them to kindergarten class. Like there's this weird kind of like organized religion beatdown that happens in these kids' lives that they go on and it affects them later on in life.
2: It's kind of like Republican senators. It's like the same kind of deal there.
0: One hundred percent.
2: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, same deal with Crowley, you know, the that, that type of thing going on. And so he, of course, decided to identify with Satan and spend the rest of his life uh, rebelling and trying to destroy Christianity. Uh, so he wrote tons of books. He went all over the world. He was a mountain climber, had all these sexual escapades, tried to learn every single path to uh, religious or esoteric knowledge in the world. He was, he was an intelligence agent also, much like D for MI5 and MI6. Uh, and man that guy he wrote thousands and thousands of pages he liked to shift his personality so he changed who he was on a regular basis very i mean i've been looking at his stuff for years and years and years and you know he's always different every time you go back to and read his stuff of course he wasn't really a guy you would want to emulate either despite having so many adventures you know not he was a lifelong uh, a- addict of heroin and cocaine and used a lot of either he was very cruel yeah, to the people Yeah but that was back him. when like those drugs were seen as healing <laughs> Yeah, they All were prescribed I, to him for like got a
0: headache, try this off the mainline some heroin.
2: That's right, <laughs>
0: and then take a jog, walk it off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> get a, use, a, use a British stiff upper lip, yeah, to yeah. get through that broken forearm. <laughs> uh, that was kind of the deal, and he became an addict. And um, yeah, I mean he was he was a fucked up guy, as I, I talk about in the book, uh, and and you know being a genius and being fucked up are sometimes not mutually exclusive. Well, I
0: couldn't agree more. It is like. It is sometimes, I think, when people are too smart that it's hard for them to relate to everyday
1: everyday people. Now, Sam, were you in a fraternity? Yes. Ah. What was that fraternity?
0: Alpha Tau Omega.
1: So at 23, uh, he began his, uh, so- I guess you could call it fraternity, It's the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. And so what people also formally call OTO, correctly?
2: Oh, two different groups. There we two go. Two different groups.
1: School me. Bring it down. So
2: the Golden Dawn... Did you ever, Did you guys ever see the, the Sherlock Holmes movies, the Guy Ritchie ones? Yes. So the, I think it's the second one with Mark Strong in it. They actually incorporate the Golden Dawn. Mark Strong is supposed to be Crowley. It's a great look at it and they get everything pretty much right. Wow. Really? Yeah.
0: You yeah. never hear that said. Oh, they did it perfectly right.
2: <laughs> well, n- nobody even got it, you know, because people don't even know about this stuff. But clearly the people who made it did. Uh, yeah, so the Golden Dawn was like this kind of like cool kids club in Victorian England. It was for all the... Uh, you know, uh, movers and shakers in society, high-ranking Freemasons, but also actors and actresses and writers. Uh, W.B. Yeats, the poet, was in it. Mm -hmm. Florence Farr, the actress. Bram Stoker, who wrote Dracula, was in it. And it was kind of like this eyes wide shut type thing where they were gathering in Masonic lodges and, but also doing lots of magic. And and the order was teaching people really, you know, actual real magic uh, through a grade system. That's how, and Crowley joined it as a a young, a young man, uh, and everyone was repulsed by him, mostly because <laughs> he was he was bisexual. Nobody could handle that at the time, and also, you know, they nobody was- can handle
0: that right now. A guy bisexual freaks people out. If you watch that show, that's now on, uh, it's the uh, it's kind of like Making of a Murderer. It's about this guy that his him and his wife they're like having a great night drinking and wine, and she takes off. And he comes in and according to him, she is like dead Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the staircase with like these lacerations on her skull. And he's like, I didn't do it. And then they find out that he's bisexual and they use that (laughs) against him as him wanting to offer.
2: Ah, uh, yes, the old bisexuality uh, uh, like, excuse.
0: But if you're a bi chick, everyone's like, Oh dude, she's so hot. Yeah, you get the keys to the kingdom, all the coke you want, invite to every party, right? It's I'm a, a
2: motive.
1: Yeah. You, you can meet some very beautiful women, that's fine. If you got a little penis, it's all good, man. What? What are you talking <laughs> Where did that come from? Hey, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. You're salting my game over here with all my possible trans hookups, dude. Jeez, <laughs> Sam. Come on, man. So they,
0: they um, were scared of him because he went both ways, which back in that day was like a death sentence yeah. like people were gonna like yeah. burn yeah. him yeah. at the yeah. cross well, he they, likes they, ladies yeah. and dong
2: <laughs> well they just put oscar wilde in prison 10 years before and he died shortly after getting out of prison so yeah it was serious he hold on they threw him in for being bi for being gay you know, really but, but, i mean it's oh not like they're God. gonna differentiate so. it's
0: on un- what do you think it is it really religion or are guys just so afraid they're going to like a BJ from another dude. Do you
2: think, <laughs> I think it's probably the second it's, one. It's, right. Because yeah. <laughs> religion is just a cover-up for what people think anyways. Right, right? Right, know, right, It's a justification. Right. Oh, God told me not to, to be afraid of the dong. You know, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> right?
0: So weird, man. It's really weird. It is so weird. And it really, like, when we, talk, we talked about this on the show before, like, when you talk, like, the fear of trans, the the the, the phobia of trans, transphobe, it really is just applying to men who live their life as women. Because we see women living as men constantly. Our PE teachers, UPS drivers, everybody at the fucking post office, right? I mean, your hairstylists. I mean, I see like butch lesbians all the time. Nobody says anything. A guy coming in in high heels in a short skirt freaks the fuck out of everybody. Although,
2: I'll say this. Do you guys know who Bailey J is?
0: Bailey J? Yeah. Well, everybody knows. She's this
2: weird outliner. Well, So Bailey J is a really good friend of mine. I've had her on my podcast, which just started again a couple times. And she's really into magic. So we have great, great conversations. But we we were talking the other day, and she was saying that she walks down the street, and she will see, like, the most straight-laced dudes looking at her, like someone's dad, someone's grandpa, like the guy who works at the ice cream shop because she lives in a small town in the south. (laughs) And they just kind of look at her and then kind of look away like a little bit of shame. Like, they know. Like, they've... they've They whipped it out a few times, yeah, they've you know, seen like, her, yeah, they, they, it's not just they've seen her like they've they've seen Lisa her, Ann you know? is a
0: adult film star. I've had her on a past podcast on another podcast, and she calls it we've been together, uh-huh, yeah. like when she knows that somebody's watched her videos, and I'm sure, and you know, i I'm being honest with you, dude, I mean, they just did a study they said like seventy five percent of like millennial women say they're bisexual because it's like almost encouraged. But I'm telling you, with the porn coming out now, I, the, the amount of dongs guys have seen <laughs> in their days...
2: Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I yeah. do joke about it. It's like, I'm not gay, I just want pretty dicks. Nice BSR, you know what I'm saying, Aaron? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Some nice ball-shaft ratio?
2: You know what the kid's talking about. Or you know, that, that was actually when... when- I don't know how we've gotten onto this, properly, but <laughs> when, uh, let's let's just go with it. When um, when 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 uh, trans porn started getting really really mainstream and very popular, like maybe ten fifteen years ago, one of the sociological studies or studies I don't know One of the things they were talking about is men have seen so many dicks in porn that it's not just that they're desensitized to it, but they now have an erotic response to it because they've been beating off while other guys' dongs have been in the picture, hey, dude. And yeah. you know, 100%. from the magical perspective, what you beat off to, you know. You kind of embed mm-hmm. in your unconscious. So they were saying that when men see, um, um, you know, what do you, what do you say, M to F, uh, trans, male to female, male yeah. to female trans, and it's like it's everything they're attracted to, like. Breasts, ass and a dick it's like all of those things now cause a <laughs> response so it's like people are going crazy for it yeah
0: uh, well, i i i think they,
2: you know they can, they can never talk about it so when we're talking about when people are say oh like you know put somebody attack somebody who's gay or something like that like with Oscar Wilde i think what they're really saying is i Look, everyone, I definitely do not like Dong. You can totally tell by the fact that I'm putting this guy in jail <laughs> oh, for fucking yeah. Dong. 100%. <laughs> that <Yeah>. proves it.
0: <laughs> yeah. 100%, dude. I just can't get tempted, so I'm going to put everybody away. And like, the more these politicians hate gay people, the more we know they
2: love gay people. It's always the case. When always. they're like, God
0: is going to strike down the gays, what he's really saying is, God, why can't I have all the dicks? That's what he's really saying, right?
2: <laughs> no, it's always like that one fundamentalist preacher who's like, "Yeah, all gays are going to hell," and then, like, t- you know, next week he's like yeah, doing meth with a, yeah, with, a with a male uh, male uh, hustler Escort, in a car yeah. somewhere.
0: Well, I just feel like that's kind of like the society right now. We encourage women to be as weird as possible, but then we then I think men are just so afraid they're going to like it. It is a just a a a, a man. As a, I feel bad for trans too. Like, you know, it's just like there's not a lot of jobs out for them, M- males to female. It just like, it's just an, uh, for me, I don't care. I like, I, I love when I see it because it's like, okay, this person's cool enough to hire somebody like this, you know, but it's like, I just feel there's not a lot of jobs out there, makeup. Uh, Hairstyling And walking Santa Monica Boulevard Outside of fucking donut time That seems to be The career options out well, there I don't know I've known a ton
2: I've been really good friends With a ton of trans people In my life Including uh, I have one Eleanor Seda Who is um, uh, you know, one of the best computer security experts in the world. Oh, that's great! And is a kung fu master and all this stuff. So, dude, that
0: but, is a great—that's a TV show right there. Trans yeah. kung fu master <laughs> who does computer fucking security. Aaron, Aaron, th- okay, go
2: on. But yeah, it's a hard life, you know, because it's like you know, I, I feel like people who are trans are often so incredibly creative and lit up and alive and and really the source of the party and just you know they're kind of. Kind of lighting everything up around them, yet they get judged for, by everybody from all sides. You know, particularly walking down the street. You know,
0: well, men hard. are men are afraid they'll enjoy it, and women. There are some women who see it as like uh, a threat to their power in a weird way. You know, really, you
2: think so? I, that, I don't know. I never thought about that. So.
0: You know, well, I mean, like, why do women hate prostitution? Why are there some women who hate prostitution when you actually think prostitution, in my opinion, is uh. The most feminist thing, allowing a woman to do whatever she really wants to. Why are there women who don't like it? Because they're afraid that it'll allow uh, the men to go and not and go around the mating process and go just pay for it and c- cut the line.
2: You know, I think underneath all, so, underneath so many social taboos is is really genetic stuff, right? It's fear of. Uh, you know, especially on the male side, a lot of the paranoia is fear of my kid won't be my own, so therefore I have to control women. Or on the, the well, that male is the most side, basic women, of them side, all. You know, but it's all of it is there's it's just you know jungle stuff, you know, in a way, or, or very primal stuff.
1: Well, it's funny that it's fascinating that uh, Crowley is a Libra, and uh, we bring
2: it back. There we See? go. All See, right. and, and, and oh, bringing I, it back to the Great Beast. <laughs> it's,
1: well, it's fa- fascinating. He's a Libra. I'm a Libra. And the thing would you like to be so a Libra? Libras are a Libra? Uh, scales, right? They're the only inanimate object on the zodiac wheel, right? And so hmm. everything else is an animal or creature, half a human. Half, what is half, a Libra? It's the scales. Ah. So the idea is, if you think about it. Being a balanced person is yeah. being both male and feminine. Yeah. Being a balanced person is both big chaos and order. And so much of what Crowley was is a constant, like what I find in myself. So many Libras are very creative people, but we're also, uh, when we're out of whack, we're out of whack, dog. Uh, you know what I mean? Like,
2: ah, that's interesting. So you take like, it to the extremes, then you rebalance. You take it to
1: yeah. the limits. <laughs> I mean, Sam's pro- probably only seen me a handful of times when I'm, like, borderline manic. And he's like, whoa, dog. Like, when Eddie Bravo and Sam Tripoli call you crazy, you've done something good. We were driving
0: life. back from, the, like story. Uh, uh, Sam, from our successful run on our <laughs> comedy tour. And we just, like an idiot, go, hey, we should just drive back. And everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe I agree. So we we drove back from Sacramento that night. And uh, so he decides to drive because everybody, I'm a wonderful driver that people don't get. Like I went to China,
1: right? And I saw they they
2: don't get your driving. I'm so advanced of a great driver that they see me as a bad driver.
1: (laughs) I like that that you went to China and they're like, "Oh, this guy's just as good." as No, my point is (laughs) like I didn't.
0: Here, hear me out. I didn't see hardly any accidents, so I'm thinking maybe they're such good drivers that our bad driving makes them crash. Like, if I play basketball with Magic Johnson and he throws a cool pass, I don't get it. I make him look bad.
2: Ah, got it. Okay. Which is why
0: my driving is. I'm so good you don't understand it. Oh,
1: shit. That being said, I can't wait to the episode of uh, Bill Burr's, uh, uh, what is that, etiquette of driving? Yeah. And it's him riding shotgun and you driving him.
0: I'm not against that. I'll do it. That's my I'm good. doing it. So,
1: uh, he was a, he was a Libra. Uh, bisexual. They were a little nervous about him going in, and he gets thrown out of that same fraternity. You know, you got to be a badass to get
2: thrown. Now, out. is
0: this the fraternity that they thought might have been the um, who was the famous killer from back then? Oh, you're really
2: on the serial killers here. Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Oh, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, no, no, I don't think not so much. But it may that would be a good movie or something like that.
0: They were there was a discussion that Illuminati or some sort of royal group were behind the serial killing, that there was more than just one. It was a group of people.
2: Uh, did you ever read that great comic from Hell by Alan Moore where he talks about that? They made it into a movie yeah. with Johnny Depp that wasn't that great a while ago, but it's a great, great comic.
0: Yeah, that's Johnny Depp movies. They're either the most amazing thing or you're like, what happened?
1: <laughs> what happened? Okay, so go back to Crowley. So picture yourself in 1902 and you go to Egypt. I mean, yeah. this is back in the day when you could still go inside of the pyramid. And so, hold on. So he goes into inside the pyramid to this. Now, is it a special room?
2: It's the royal chamber. It was the king's chamber. And we should qualify this by saying it was to impress a girl. Mm. Um, yes. Where he'd just gotten married to Rose Kelly, who within five years would descend into madness and alcoholism, in part because of dealing with Aleister Crowley on a regular basis. Oh, I'm
0: sure that's the story. dude.
2: You hear it all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, I didn't
0: mean like that. I mean, like, you hear, like, women who are with, like, these, like, insane, like, creative people kind of lose it over time, right?
1: You know? I've broken every woman I've been with.
2: (laughs) That's a bad track record. I'm
0: friends with every girl (laughs) I've ever dated. I'm still friends with
2: them. So you guys are balancing out, like, the scale. Yeah, there we go,
0: dude. Mm, Finally, I'm not the crazy one.
2: (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, so they go into the king's chamber in the, the Great Pyramid, and uh, Crowley proceeds to do this giant magical ritual, um, <laughs> and shortly thereafter, a voice manifests to him. Uh, which dictates this thing called the Book of the Law to him, which is this short document which claims that it is the new, the Bible for the next 2,000 years and announces a new aeon, a new era for humanity, in which humanity will be freed from all religious control whatsoever, and the, the only religious dictum will be, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, meaning you should find your true reason for existence, your true reason for incarnating in this world, and then... Follow it, whether it's being a stand up comedian or writing weird books about the occult or being uh, whatever Trump, Ryan is,
0: know. whatever crazy thing Ryan's what, doing. Everyone's got a <laughs> role to play,
2: you know, but the idea is that God is God is within, not up and outside. Do it you feel
0: be. that this rule has been somewhat misinterpreted Absolutely. And, and, and turned into a more of a
2: darker thing where people are like, oh, it means like go kidnap kids and get weird. Uh, no it's more been turned into oh dude, let's party, it's more like oh you know doing tons of blow uh, while you're making Led Zeppelin four, like, oh, this is so profound you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like. Yeah, exactly uh,
0: uh, I think every drug, as long as you can make great art on it, it, should be legal if you can't like until somebody makes a great album on Crystal Meth, it should be illegal. Right, I think the crystal method the crystal,
2: did that. Uh, that, that. That's what I thought too. <laughs> really, that's probably more
1: too. <laughs> probably was true. It's so
0: interesting, dude. So he goes and this he goes to this chamber. Now you've told me before only a couple people have been allowed in that chamber
1: nowadays. Back in the day, you can today they they don't allow you anymore. They used to. Graham Hancock would to do these tours, and you used to be able to meditate in there. They no longer the Egyptian government does not allow people to have solo meditation. Which sucks, man. If you get to pay the money, why not? But didn't you tell me that, like, there was only a
0: group, of, a small group of people have done it, and they're like some crazy who's who of, like, crazy people? Like, because when you told me Hitler...
1: Uh, oh, well, Napoleon has been in the in the Great Chamber. That was what... Napoleon, was Hitler,
0: Elster Crowley... Wait, Hitler?
2: What's the story? I never heard that. There's... I heard the Napoleon one. I think his troops shot off the nose of the, of the Sphinx. That's why it doesn't have a nose. They were just bored.
0: Wow. I mean, like, and now you see all these uh, Taliban guys taking down all this. crap
2: oh, It just sucks. It, sucks. it just sucks.
0: People just crazy. So he goes into this crazy room. He talks to God <laughs> and he writes this book. And what, what, what proceeds after this?
2: Uh, so then he proceeds to, of course, uh, uh, take control of uh, uh, the OTO, which is another secret society, and turn it into excu- an excuse to do a ton of drugs and get laid a lot and collect sycophants and acolytes. Because that's what you do when you when God talks to you, right? You're like, yeah. this, is, this is it. This is my golden ticket.
1: That being said, patreon.com slash tinfoilhut. Well, you know, uh, ba- I, I've been
0: doing a joke about because the this sex cult that's near... That just came out, the
2: axiom. Oh, dude. That is right by where I grew up. What is, so much, by the way, so much crazy stuff is going on right now that it's like, it's impossible for even the weirdest conspiracy theories to keep up. I mean, there's that, there's this thing that's happening at the border with these kids. It's like, things are so fucked right now that it's like, wait, even the craziest conspiracy theories can't compete with how demented reality is right now.
1: Yeah, the, the chaos is harmonizing. It's getting weirder and weirder. The oscillation of just, defunctness is definitely
0: it is, amplifying. It, it is the you know when people talk about the apocalypse it's not really the end of days but isn't the great awakening a more about the great
2: awakening the great and, awakening to just how fucked everything really is
0: yeah i think i i think you have to look at it before you can really um really start to clean it up it has yeah. to be exposed and you know this this whole stuff you know it goes back to like Crowley having this quote unquote spiritual connection with this higher thing and then using it to get power and snatch which is like a very big thing that we see with this guy and I do joke about Keith Keith is the cult leader
2: he, he's a very like innocuous looking dude yeah. in like a cardigan or something like. He that. He looks
0: like the guy who works at the, all the adult bookstores that are still open, right? And he like he's just like this guy who looks like he used to hunt Bigfoot, and <laughs> he now is like this leader, and these people all follow him because. You know, in Hollywood, you really think you ha- – like a lot of these these women that he gets are like actresses trying to make it and they just – they they feel they have to join something to get an in.
2: Oh, man. Sam, I want to know about this because I, like I was saying, I heard you on Duncan and you had such an amazing show. You guys were talking about like the dark side of Hollywood, talking about like Nickelodeon stuff yeah. and all that and it sounded like – you'd seen some shit and some shit accessories. I got this sense of like this kind of like this, this knowing this old school Hollywood knowledge. I've I'm been curious uh, about this.
0: out here for about 20. Uh, I think in 99, I moved here and just what I've seen happen in this town and what I see happening right now, this cult, this kind of herd mentality, the uh, I've seen people, basically sell their soul and how she, and how is it affects them and they get everything they want and they're still miserable and they just join these groups and you know you see it on social
2: media well, right, right. that's that's the interest so the joining the groups part so what's that about that's that's the interesting part right there.
0: well you know there's a you know i do joke about, about how like to make it in hollywood there's this whole notion you got to join one of a, a couple groups you, you can be part of the gay mafia jewish scientology uh, scientology L.A.A. A is a big one. Oh, really? A- and then I put the sex cults. And I go, if you're in all of them, your name is Tom Cruise. Okay? <laughs> so that's how that goes. Um, but it's just true. You see, like, and I do the joke about how, like, my friends else whose careers aren't going well, they'll do that 23 and me. You know what that is? Yeah, where yeah, they, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. where they basically see their genetic, and if they get a sliver of Hebrew in there, they just <laughs> run around like a fiddler on the roof. They're <laughs> inviting everybody to their fucking bar mitzvahs, like, and they're throwing out the Hebrew bat signal at every fucking oh, show yeah. they're doing. And it happens. It's just the truth because there's this notion that if you're in, your things will happen for you, and it's just,
1: it's just the truth. Is man, there is some randomness to all this shit. I'm not gonna lie. The first Jewish girl I dated in Hollywood, I thought I made it, man. I was like, dude. Yeah. If I wrote my mom, I was yeah. like, hey, mom, I'm with one of the Hebrews. <laughs> We're good. Shit's gonna work out. And I
0: love Jewish chicks. I think they're sexy as shit. You know, it's just it. But you just see this town. This town changes, and I watch it happen a lot. I watch people come in with this kind of this bravado, gunslinging, and then you just see them. You know, it's you know there's this outrage culture that this town has and you start seeing people starting to buy into it and it's almost like this hey i'm playing ball type attitude i mm. see it happen all it's the ver- time virtue signaling yeah that's uh, well, such- that's
2: just social media in general too mm. you know
0: but out here it's used to like kind of let people know that you're playing ball and i see people you know i had a re- I did a show recently at the dojo of comedy and rick overton was in there and he was talking – we were talking conspiracies and he said the people who make it never want to talk about this stuff because once mm. you make it, you you stay away from this because you don't want to rock the boat. And oh, it's very oh, much oh. true. Interesting. So, so there's people I see and I'm not going to say their names and I see them on the internet constantly and they are constantly like just regurgitating like – this kind of pop culture, mainstream media crap as this virtual singing stuff. And they attack people who question all this. Like, wonderful people. I see these guys attacking these wonderful people attacking wonderful people in this desire to like, kind of like, again, virtual single that, because they're so in, they don't want to do anything to rock that boat. Interesting.
2: Well, Crowley was a guy who rocked the boat nonstop. He basically would flout every single social convention and try and shock people. He was, you know, an edgelord, as we
0: You know, and in reality, and I think we talked about him before in, in the fact that he's almost like this Kanye West type guy.
1: Where it's like he realized if you go big yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. explosions, people talk about it. Totally. He, he has a quote. that says, I have never grown out of the infantile belief that the universe was made for me to suck. <laughs> Talk about like you like everything is mine like like you know it's well you know it's like the people who make it at these very high levels there is a psychopath level to that mm-hmm. and he says ordinary morality is only for ordinary people but dude I could get that man I get what he's saying you see that a lot man it's like we've talked about this before where it's like
0: you know people think that these that. These politicians running for these high office are philanthropists. They're lovers of their fellow people. And it's -uh. like, those people don't run
2: for that. No, it's like, if you look at the history of the world, there's always a set of rules for the common people yes. and then at the set of rules for oh well we really know what's going on we're behind the scenes so we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want and that's just i think how power operates you can see that in machiavelli you can see that in, if you just read the history of the world you see people <laughs> creating these elaborate smoke screens and religions and oh yes look at the priest you know don't look at the man behind the curtain but just you know bread and circuses and religions and big magic shows mm-hmm. to keep everyone occupied and you know i like the metaphor of magic and i like to say well i'm a wizard i'm a magician so i can get i get like people start thinking well what is that but it's a great platform for me to say well you know what you know what is magic what is reality like is it is it that you are a magician or that a giant magic spell has been cast on you that the world is like a magic show that's created not just by people in power but also to some extent by your own ego to hypnotize you into forgetting who you are but that's always how it's operated and and you look at Egypt, you know, like all those big pyramids. Oh, we're at the top of the pyramid. Look at all these big fuck off statues of gods and stuff. We must know something that you don't. No, they don't. They're just some guy up there, you know, like, uh, you know, eating dates and getting bored yeah. and hoping that nobody comes and figures out what they're up to. Yeah, you know?
0: they're all mortals, and that's my whole thing about Keith and the Nexium cult. It's just like you let this guy brand you. Sky is just a dude. And he like, yeah. and he's a, he can't be older than 45, 50 at the most. Like, he's gonna tell you how the universe that's been around for millions of years he's gonna tell you how the simulation fucking works
2: maybe he had a nice car in it you know that just followed from there that he knew everything
0: yeah i mean like he figured out some kind of cheat code
2: dog because these (laughs) chicks started loving this stuff it never fails to amaze me people's lack of common sense it really doesn't
1: yeah you ever think that we take for granted just how much that we like you say you have a bullshit meter because i don't know i could like go into a room and i'm like i know who's holding but when i look at that keith guy i'm like yeah he's a fucking creep i the creep in oh. me recognizes the creep in him. You <laughs> That's know? every so it's like,
0: serial killer that they catch. And their neighbor's like, he's a nice guy. I'm like, look at him, dude. Yeah. That guy makes my skin crawl. How did you not?
1: Like, dude, it's energies, man. How yeah, yeah, you... yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because like you're saying, magic... We, we think doesn't exist well science is magic right. i mean his quote is science is always discovering old scraps of magical wisdom and making a tremendous fuss about its cleverness like look what we got it's like magicians already knew about
2: that yeah absolutely but it's you know i look at magic is okay so i don't put magic and science in opposition at all science tells us about objective truths and what the what reality is constructed of and all that magic is about how we make meaning out of all that stuff Whether it's for us personally, you know, the meaning we make from the random events of our life, what meaning other people make. And if somebody makes a really uh, convincing meaning, whether it's this guy or a religion or a government or whatever, and and they get enough people to believe it and play along with their game that they made up, then they have power. Um, But for me, it's like all of that is magic. But the idea is not to embrace that. The idea is to say, hang up a little bit and say, hang on. You know, like, I'm I'm wrapped up in all this bullshit that everyone's been spinning around me my entire life, and all of it is subjective.
0: Yeah, I'm um. with you on that. I mean, people can get in a fishbowl, and they're in this fishbowl, it's this world, and it seems like the entire world, everybody's... And it's just you in this fucking fishbowl, and this town is very much a fishbowl mm. that operates on its own. That, like, the people in this town have this kind of... It's this own, like, kind of... um. Kind of small world that is disconnected to the whole rest of the world. and has its own rules and it's way it's operated. And it has no connect. Like, I listen to some of the comedy being done in comedy clubs here. And I'm like, if I took you and I put you in Dayton, Ohio, there would be a death going on stage. Because you were doing comedy that they cannot relate to. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's these rules that don't apply anywhere else yeah there's good stuff about that though i mean la there is good stuff can, can about you imagine that. somebody like me like existing in dayton ohio on a day-to-day basis you know it's it's a bit of a harder sell out there but Time. here are people like oh yeah you know magic tell me well, more oh <laughs>
0: well, yeah it's like well, how how crazy is your crazy and I've always said this about comedy. Comedy is how much money can you make off your mental illness. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like, the craziest human beings. Like, Ellen's made so much money off her mental illness. She is a crazy human being, and she's made tons of money. I'm saying that. Jason's not saying that. I'm saying that. that he, she's a crazy human being who's been able to play this game and parlay that into Millions and millions, if not a billion Yeah, dollars. she has
1: a rare form of dancey leg syndrome. It's kind of like Parkinson's. She just is always kind of grooving all yeah. the time.
0: My friend said there's something up with you when you're like in your late 50s and you're still dancing <laughs> on TV. There's something...
2: Oh, She's, she must that. be enjoying it but hey why not i mean you know the whole world is a mental hospital everyone's freaking crazy That's on so this great. you know That's why not great. run with it
0: <laughs> the world is a mental it hospital. really
2: is philip k dick wrote a book i think called clans of the Alphane moon where he said that it was a set on a moon that was set up as a mental institution and uh, mental patients were sent there and they formed gangs based on what mental illness they had so it was like schizophrenics versus bipolar people oh, and it's shit. like but it's obviously a sad Tire of Earth, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's like well, that's kind of what the deal with Earth. People like people separate themselves out into groups based on what particular delusion they have, whether Dude, it's a political party, so or great. religion, or whatever it is.
0: Our crazy versus your crazy.
2: Yeah, no, that's it. That's Earth. Our crazy versus your crazy. So to be a spiritual person, quote unquote, or magician, or whatever nonsense phrase you want to put on it, is to be like, hang on, everyone's fucking crazy here. Like yeah. this is all bullshit. Yeah, uh, and then either you decide to just go sit in a cave or you might decide maybe I should just make up my own individual brand of crazy and see yeah. if I can get people to play along with
1: it. <laughs> you know? So what did uh, Crowley get right? Like what could we take away the positives? Or okay. At least the-
2: That's a good question. He got a lot right. I think that, first of all, he f- was a phenomenal uh, – he w- and is a phenomenal resource in learning lots of very good spiritual techniques, whether it's magic or yoga, uh, he collected a lot of that stuff in his writing Most of which he did not invent He got it from his okay. teachers or other cultures But he wrote it down very clearly That's
0: Jesus, right? Jesus did the same thing Like, I used to have a joke about Jesus used to, They'd be like, he's doing Buddha That's fucking Buddha's jokes <laughs> he his off routine. his first fucking album <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck, man? You know, <laughs> so I didn't mean to cut you off, but there, that's yeah. kind of what they say about Jesus. It was just a regurgitation of, of, of Bill
2: Hicks. Of, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: he was the Dennis Leary <laughs> to fucking Buddha's Bill Hicks. There you go. Bill
2: Hicks was the Buddha. So, yeah, yeah. So we'll run with that. Um, uh, yeah, and and I think his core philosophy of of do without will meaning not let's party, but meaning y- y- the most the, what's true is what's true for you, and the truth is not the same for everyone. And what's most important is for you to fulfill what's. You know, what you feel your true calling in life is. And that's, of course, something that p- appeals to people out here in Hollyweird and yeah. not so much in the Midwest. But I no, think that's
0: I get true. that, dude. And uh, I, I do think it got abused. I think people, you know, when when someone goes, why not live for your dreams? You, you know, I tell people, you know, they move here and then they get a day job. And then they're, I'm like, you didn't move here for a day job. Yeah. You moved here to do what you love to do and try to make a dollar off that. You get a job that allows you to do that. So eventually you could lose. That fucking job. But what I think happens is these dark forces, as it always is, takes this and twists it and it gets to like, you know, fucking use, abuse and fucking torture, whatever you want to do, because it's your life and you do what you want to do.
2: Yeah, although to be fair, the people who are going to do that are probably going to do it no matter what. 100%. They're just fucking sociopaths. But
0: they use his thing to, as a, oh, this is, oh, well you know, I'm following Crowley and he says to do this. That means I could be a fucking asshole.
2: Although surprisingly, that very, very rarely happens. Um. Although, man, speaking of Hollywood, you guys know the whole Roman Polanski thing. Like, yeah. All the whole thing up no. up in the hills in the '60s, and like they were running some allegedly. There's that magic word. There was like some type of whole like black magic ring up in the Hollywood Hills that Roman Polanski was involved in around prior to the Manson murders, and Manson was wrapped up in it, and then it was alleged that some of the Manson killings may have been to cover up certain things.
0: Oh yeah, I think mm. we need to do a podcast on that because. There's a whole bunch of stuff about the Manson murders that it
2: was done to uh, demonize the hippie culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, then you look at that angle. Yeah, that's crazy because as soon as that happened, it's like, oh, everyone's like doing acid and breaking the rules and getting enlightened. Oh, we can't have that. We can't have that. Send in this guy from prison that we know is going to fuck this whole thing up.
0: Yeah. And it's very interesting because so you (laughs) demonize the stuff. You outlaw the drugs. You do this stuff. I remember a good friend of mine. We had him on the podcast. El Dorado. And he's like if weed was legal I would smoke. I go, why do you allow other people to decide what you, the rules of life you follow? I mean like obviously murder, rape, stealing, those are things we should not do and they should be outlawed. But when you look at like why is this outlawed? Why is weed outlawed? And right. you look at the the darker motives behind
2: that. Keeping people in prison
0: prison, and now you see this big move that, oh, we're gonna legalize weed across the country wow that corn it coincides exactly with monsanto's basically setting up all these weed fucking growing yeah, yeah. places and it's per and it's it drives me mad
2: no you know my, my theory about that is i think that they figured out that it's like wait if we legalize this a will look really good and people will have their token freedom that will kind of calm them down and b they'll be sedated because <laughs> they'll be high all the time that's a win-win but all the wins are on the side of the people in power so well
1: the whole reason reason it's never been voted in is because stoners always forget it's like what, <laughs> yesterday oh shit man next year next i year. uh next year.
0: i think it's going to be interesting what happens with weed because i think it's going to ch- change and it's going to be a different kind of weed oh that yeah, doesn't yeah. make you that doesn't make you question authority. they're going to figure it out fuck with
2: it
1: They just increase the paranoia. Yeah.
2: Right? (laughs) You smoke it and you're like – you see cops everywhere. (laughs)
1: Holy shit. Well, it's so crazy about Crowley because people always quote the do as thou wilt. But there's these two quotes that to me it's – he's got a hippie side to him and he has a punk rock, anarchist side. And one – the hippie side is love is the law, love under will. And that's simple enough but love under will is like the controlling side. Like I see how he knows that – Love alone, you know, won't save it. And then the one that is kind of the opposite is the key of joy is disobedience. Yeah. That's like, if you ever thrown a rock through a window, like a, a window that did not belong to you, that's fucking joyful feeling. <laughs> right? It is, like,
0: dude. I've done it back in the day, and I felt bad about it for about a second. Mm-hmm. And that was, my nipples got hard, and I
2: enjoyed it. <laughs> did uh, you know the person whose window it was? Well, is no, like- you know.
0: I'm sorry. I cut you off a lot today. I'm very sorry. I've amped on fucking coffee. So I owe you an apology, Jason. <laughs> um, I um, there's Wherever you grow up as a child, there's a woman who is called a witch. There's somebody on your block. Right. That's a witch, and her only thing is that she's old and she doesn't talk to anybody, so everyone's convinced she's a witch. <laughs> and her husband died long ago; yeah. and she has no friends. Yeah. And the kids and, are
1: scared of her. You know, right. and I
0: just remember, like, fuck the witch, and I threw a through a bottom glass window. And I, I've always felt bad about
2: that. Yeah, well, a witch is just anyone you don't understand, and a black magician is anybody who uh, you know has more money and gets more more laid than you. So, oh, I thought
0: it was the uh, uh, any magic show on BET.
1: Nothing on that. Nothing. So what did Crowley get wrong? <laughs> well, obviously, uh, obviously, we hear so much of the negative. Like, what is probably that stands out in your mind as just unforgivable as some
2: acts that Crowley has been involved in? Well, there's the goat fucking. That's, uh, that's a big one. He that's fucked a goat? One. No, he tried to get a goat to have sex with one of his his scarlet women, Leah Herzig, in Sheffaloo oh. in, in Italy. They were, so, in the why 20s, a goat? Why not? I mean... I mean I thought the preferred thing is dog. They were I, I don't know maybe it maybe was some a goat was only thing. available. They were real fucking high. I mean w- yeah, you know you why why, why you know like why anything, but um, yeah so so Crowley and a, a band of his followers moved to the, an island off the coast of Sicily in the twenties to basically do drugs and magic full time, and they were. Loaded out of their skulls on heroin and coke, and either, and they eventually got thrown out of the country by Mussolini. Didn't like them, particularly because he thought he was the Antichrist, and Crowley claimed he was the Antichrist. So Mussolini got his feathers. This can be only one bit. devil. There They're like Highlanders, one. exactly. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think they were real high, and Crowley tried to get a, a goat to have sex with uh, his 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 girlfriend, but the goat refused to perform, so he did it. He took the goat's place. How um,
1: bad-looking is that chick that the goat won't fuck her? Anybody? Oh, Jesus. Do you know how uh, sheep herders actually make love with their sheep? Ah, uh, Yeah, you told I don't need to hear it again. <laughs> I don't need to hear <laughs> it again. I forget what things I tell you on the ride right <laughs> yeah. over here. Yeah. Yeah. On my I don't microphone. need to hear it again. It's, it's rude. <laughs> so who would you say after Crowley – so how does Crowley's life –
2: How does the last chapter... So he's from a rich family, but then he dies broke? Well, he he burned through his inheritance by his 30s, and after that point... And by the way, he burned it on self-publishing, because nobody would publish his books, so he financed all of his own publishing, and he made this beautiful set called The Equinox of Hardback Books, 10-volume encyclopedia, and he went through all of his money trying to get his own writing out. People assume it was through something less responsible, but he was trying to get the information out to the world. So that's actually pretty impressive. Jeez. But by his mid 30s he'd burned through it and then by that time he was an addict because he'd been prescribed he developed asthma as a mountain climber. He was pres- prescribed heroin and cocaine and then became an addict. So Uh, he was kind of mooching off of his students and starting frivolous lawsuits to try and get money and like all this really shady activity for the rest of his life but he he died in 1947 or 1949 i think in hastings in a just a kind of a a senior citizen's home in in england and by that time he'd written a ton of books he'd had many many phases of his life and he kind of was uh, very reflective and probably very composed about it at the end and and I think had kind of moved through his more hellacious period. Um, But uh, he left the world with a tremendous amount of knowledge that wouldn't have, I mean, look, the guy was so good at both uh, publishing and writing and also making himself this huge spectacle to get attention that all of that is remembered. I mean, if everyone knows who crowley is i mean it just you know if you're some kid that's listened to led zeppelin you know who crowley is mm-hmm. he's on the cover of sergeant peppers all this and if he hadn't done any of that all of that would have been forgotten no one would remember magic it would be lost to history so we i guess we have him to thank for that although you know he 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 gothed it up a little bit too much i think but you know we're moving <laughs> past that now. <laughs>
1: Now, it's, it's rare you get to ask someone that probably knows the insight. What do you think of the lamb and the suggestion that it's uh, aliens, gray men? Connection? The lamb?
2: Or oh, oh lamb. lamb. L-A-M. Oh, the gray alien that Crowley drew. Okay, so, so check this out. <clears throat> A couple weeks ago, I was on Whitley Stryber's podcast. All right. You know him? The guy who wrote Communion. Oh, yes, yes. The book about the gray aliens. Yeah. So, and I asked him about this. I was like, what do you think about lamb? And he said it was clearly uh, evidence that Crowley had contacted these beings or had been contacted by them early on. Um, but who knows, man? I don't know. I've never seen a UFO. You think I would have? But I'm like all my all my normal friends have seen UFOs. And Maybe I'm, I'm the weird one. I've never seen so one.
0: so much crazy shit that that crazy they doesn't
2: show up to you. They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's we're, we're wasting. Does it time. seem pre- like pre- preaching to the choir?
0: Yeah. it Doesn't it seem like <laughs> just you get one kind of crazy? <laughs> and you don't get all the
2: kind of crazies. Then you got to join up with the other people of your tribe.
0: Yeah, and it's just like you don't get if you believe in witches, you don't get to see the UFOs. If you believe in the UFOs, you don't get to see the Bigfoots. And if the if you believe in Bigfoots, you don't get to see the Rothschilds. You know, it's like you <laughs> pick whatever weird shit you see. Am I? And nobody thinks that's you. an interesting idea. Maybe, yeah. I would love to. I'd love to see everything because I believe it's all going on, and I believe there's truth about it. And I believe there there are people like, well, why does anyone say anything? Well, they do. You just discount it or your medium in which you receive information does not talk about it and therefore it, out of sight, out of mind and it doesn't happen. But I do believe magic and UFOs and I believe in interdimensional and I believe in simulation theory and I believe in all that shit.
2: But that's like everything in life, right? You see what you look for. I mean, you could look for magic and you'll see it. You could look for investment banking and you'll see it. You could look for... Uh, you know, opportunities to be a housewife and you'll see it, you know. It's like, that's human life. You, you see, There's infinite information in the world and you see what you look for.
0: 100%,
1: dude. What a great episode. You should come on once a month. Where <laughs> can everyone <I laughs> find your, like you said, you've been recording your podcast again and yeah. your book and everything. Plug it all up.
2: Yeah, so the podcast is called Ultra Culture with Jason Louvre. It's on iTunes. It should be on Google Play and Stitcher by now. Um, and I'm interviewing people from the worlds of uh, not just spirituality and magic, but high technology and kind of outsider thinkers. And we're, we're trying to get to grips with this insanity that we live in the 21st century and where ancient wisdom can help us with modern craziness. So that's going really well. I just had on Gary Lockman, who wrote a book called Dark Star Rising about how magic influenced the Trump campaign.
0: Oh, dude, I got that book.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good interview. Uh,
0: Mark Marin told me to uh, get that book.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a good book. It's a good book. Um, but uh, I just, you know, I've got just interviewed Bailey J. I mean, there's we're gonna there's tons of tons so of so much interviews. good
0: stuff. You get crazy authors, transsexual porn stars. I mean, you got your own book. I mean, goddamn, why can't we just do a a podcast about trans witches who see interdimensional shit?
2: I think it would be great. That was my that was my episode with Billy J. I love That's it. That's where we went. Jason,
0: you're a class act. We love you. I, I you. did jump you a couple times, and I owe you an apology for that. And I sure, I will hear it in the comment section. So beat away. I deserve it. You are always welcome on the show. You need to come to the Comedy Store more and hang out. Uh, Aaron, we'd normally ask you what you think, but we know you'll be rude.
2: Uh, I just have one question. Is it Crowley or Crowley? Crowley rhymes with unholy, not Crowley. That rhymes with foully.
0: Ah ha ha! Yeah. So
1: so you're saying Ozzie was wrong,
2: Mister Crowley?
0: Man, that's that's hard truth. Well, are you telling me you can't believe Ozzie said something wrong? (laughs) The guy who gets somebody to sing for him at his concerts.
1: Okay, now we're now it's now we're in a whole nother conspiracy. Jeez. <laughs> is that uh, true?
0: Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy came out and admitted that he did it. He's he's earned it at this point. Yeah, yeah. let him go. Who cares? You just want to see him up there. Dude, I've been watching him since the nineties walk around like a baby that just shit its diapers.
1: And it's like fine, dude. I enjoyed the rock. <laughs> well, Jason, I'd love to open a portal with you and Duncan sometime. Somebody when can we... we open portals, dude?
2: Next episode. Next episode. We'll do the you whole said episode it. in a portal.
0: Dude, we're gonna do a portal. <laughs> Guys, you're the best. We love you. One oh one is in the books. 哟。